0: It's Brian Think. I am flying solo at the Oleo Booth. I'm an official Oleoer today, hanging out with Jonathan, with Matt, and with Jeanette, all from different organizations. We are gonna talk all things sourcing and talent. Matt. You are with light. I am. All right. Jonathan, you and Jeanette. You brought Jeanette here. Jeanette is a pistol, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just want to let you yes. know something. She's a delight, but she's a pistol. All right. So I got Jonathan and Jeanette from AMS. We are talking about the future of talent acquisition and sourcing. There's a vibe on the floor here today. What's the vibe? What's going on? Who wants to jump in here and say all the feels that they're absorbing at HR Tech live in Vegas at the Olio booth?
1: Well, I can. That's the absolutely. Well, it, it's really interesting. Everyone wants to talk AI, AI, AI. AI. But all the time it's like this overwhelming. I mean, I remember when AI stood for Alan Iverson. None of this like artificial intelligence. I
0: remember when it was going to come to kill you. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> yes! Exactly.
1: And so I think what's interesting is is every time I ask what problems are you solving with AI, it gets really squirrely because they they say you need it, but then nobody's talking about the actual problems. And I and I know in recruiting There's a lot of applications,
2: but I'm yet to see people do it right.
0: All right. So speaking about doing it right, Jonathan, you want to jump in? What about you?
2: Yeah, I've seen some uh, interesting stuff. I've seen some technology that helps create job descriptions. I've seen technology that helps actually create images for job advertisements. I've seen technology that allows you to um, transcribe and summarize interviews. And then actually, my favorite is technology that will actually do the
0: interview, have a dynamic conversation. It will sound like you. I have not made it to that booth yet. I'm sorry. I just gave everybody the wide eyes. I was is like, uh, what's that? Jeanette, what about you? What's the vibe?
3: The, the other big theme, skills, right? Skills first. How do we figure out what someone's skills are and align it to whatever they need to do in the future? So that uh, that is the two. And you combine the two together, A, I, and skills.
0: Yeah, but a resume should tell you what a person's skills are, right?
3: Resumes are dead.
0: Res- oh, resumes are dead. Yes. has said it. Resumes are We're dead. Are, are,
3: I told you this is
1: more of a
2: biker group
1: <laughs> than yeah, an HR good, conference This is a good conversation.
0: I, wearing leather, I so. know, right?
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: I know. Tattoos and beards. You know, that's that's what this group that's is. That's what's going on. Yeah, but, all right. but,
2: but, it, it makes sense, though, that skills is also hot alongside AI because as AI makes its way more meaningfully into every business unit in the company, the skills needed are going to change so rapidly that you're going to need to hire for skills instead
0: of... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm jumping in on two things. Okay. So (laughs) meaningfully, what does it mean to make a meaningful contribution to a business? Is it bottom line? Is it personal production? Is it retention? What is meaningful? I think it
2: depends on the business and what their expectations are and what they're trying
0: to accomplish. All right. All right. And so about what we're trying to accomplish. We're having a great conversation about the vibe that's going on here. Jonathan, give me a 30 second overview, the 30,000 foot view. What are you at AMS? What are you guys all about? What are you doing? How are y'all changing the narrative? Yeah. So AMS
2: helps companies uh, get better outcomes in their talent acquisition function. We do everything from help you go through a digital transformation in talent acquisition to actually running the people and the process. Uh, so
0: outsourcing th- your recruitment to our organization. That's awesome. All right. So uh, understanding that from a BPO standpoint, Jeanette, do you agree with that or do you disagree?
3: I, I agree. I would add to it and oh. say, you know, really, if we think about what is that, you know, very much a tech-enabled RPO services with advisory around it. And so we always say, and, and Jonathan just said this even before I joined, is you, you have great tech, great people, great process, and that's when the magic happens together. Because you can have the best technology and not great process. Oh you can you can have you can have
0: magic and be dead in the water. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So
3: there's something really special when you combine in all of that together into one and that's what we bring to the market. All right. And help our customers.
0: So I get that and I understand that you guys are customer centric, that you're customer first, that you're building that relationship, that you're not just kinda throwing resumes against the wall, resumes are dead, that we're going with skills first. Got that. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Matt and I'm gonna say, Matt, what are you doing that makes you distinctly different in the challenges you're trying to solve?
1: So we do everything that the traditional HCM providers don't. So Light does this very broad where we do leaves management over here and we extend onboarding way before the first day of work or we do uh, benefits enrollment and all of the benefits and have these math 17 million people running our benefits from Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, or we do wealth, we have over a trillion dollars under management. So We do all of the things that the traditional HCM providers don't and then we put this beautiful enablement layer on top of it loaded with AI, loaded with communication tools, loaded with integration tools to extend that HCM platform way, way, way beyond what they've traditionally done from an erp perspective
0: all right there's one word that the three all three of you have said and i don't think this is prompted because up until now the only two people at this table who knew each other were Jeanette and jonathan we <laughs> talked about ai and communication right so everybody had ai on their bingo card right yeah okay win win okay yeah but communication i don't know that anybody had that on their bingo card and all three of you have called that out as an important element in the recruiting process matt i'm going to kick it to you Yes.
1: So it's, it's got to be beyond communication because I don't know if any of you have read a ChatGPT job or somebody that's applying for a job. 3.5
0: or 4. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Neither. <laughs> it's a word salad of, and then you meet them and you go like, this is not the person that wrote that cover letter. And so I think it, it's beyond communication. It's authentic communication. It's what's happening here. It's... it's it's we have to become better at, at authentically communicating with our employees and our employees have to be better at authentically communicating deep personal things to their employers or to the people that are supporting their employers like light and alike. Light.
0: So, Matt, uh, you just took this in a different direction because my job. we were talking about customer <laughs> – we were talking about candidate success and candidate experience, oh, okay. but you now have dropped in there and said the most – you didn't say these words, but you just made – employee experience at the center of everything that you do.
1: Has to be. Has to be. Because if you're looking at all of the typical problems, whether it's retention or first year attrition or ghosting your job, which we're seeing all over the place, if you don't start with creating a dynamic relationship with that person before they're an employee. And by the way, we also extend that HCM platform to their families, to their children. Um, so that ability to to actually connect all of your benefits with your spouse. Do you manage all of the benefits in your household? I mean, none of the benefits in the household. So if you're the employee. So so
0: shout out to my wife. Shout out to Allie. She runs all the benefits for me and for a mid-sized startup in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: And soon multiple dogs. She's going to be running the benefits for that, too, I'm guessing, Brian. Yes. Multiple
0: dogs. (laughs) Put that out in the universe, Matt. That is correct. If you're hearing it here first on the Recruiting Daily Sourcing School podcast, Brian Fink may be getting a dog yet again, right? So uh, about dogs in the fight, that's going to be the transition on <laughs> that, <laughs> that one. Well, that's amazing. well uh, done.
3: Well, uh, I think there's something really interesting about what we were just talking about—not the dogs. Go for it, Jeanette. I I'm, love I'm, dogs, and I have one. Okay. However, Jeanette like, is
0: a dog lover and I, has I, one. I,
3: I do, I do. Um, if you think about that employee experience, and we and here we talk about the other word is automation, right? Mm-hmm. And so. People are worried through ai and automation that's going to get rid of the people the recruiters right and that is not going to happen because you need like research shows you can automate all the boring administrative pieces but how do you i like to call it
0: bs the boring stuff
3: yes but if you but but literally if you (laughs) can't i'm totally gonna use
0: that sorry If
3: if if you if you get rid of the bs right The candidates will show up to the interview and are less likely to ghost if you add that human element and let the recruiters, like, be a part of it. Make time. So let them do the fun stuff, right? And that's, I think that's okay. And what you're saying is, like, take that thread and keep it through the entire process.
1: Let me stack one more thing on top of that to go full circle. Oh, we're going
0: Jenga on it. Yes, which
1: is the only people that can have authentic communication with those candidates are not some AI platform. It is the recruiter. And so that's where that is so important that, that as much as we've all crossed off AI on the bingo card, if there's, I don't remember the last jobs I took. I remember the recruiters that recruited me to those jobs. And that's the power, and that's what makes people not ghost.
0: So, Jonathan, uh,
3: <laughs>
0: that was... Wait a minute, hold on. The, the, I was going I to say, you know, in your... I was not going to make a comment about ghosting, but I am now, and I'm going to pitch this to you. What are you seeing from a candidate drop-off perspective in this economy as it's being you know, touted as a really rough economy for white collar workers, but for frontline workers, it's a good economy. What are you seeing in terms of ghosting or drop off?
2: We're seeing less ghosting because there's less opportunity for folks, uh, you know, less jobs that they can get access to. Um, And it it really does though, depend on the vertical that you're looking at, whether it's uh, hospitality versus energy versus a white collar, or blue collar role, Um, you know, it depends on the market and the location.
0: Yeah. All right, so wait, you bring in location to this conversation. Are there different pockets of the country right now where it's super hard to recruit in? Or I mean, because, like, talent's still mobile, right? Like, it's still going hybrid, or are we just all in on the RTO train? What's going on with that? No, d- RTO train? Oh, I got
2: that on the bingo card. <laughs> <part. laughs> no, it's. It, there's definitely parts of the country where it's easier to hire talent versus others, especially certain types of talent. I, unfortunately, I don't have my hands recruiting these days, so... Uh, I don't have the details on where but specifically. But I can speak to that. Yeah,
0: Jeanette probably could. <laughs> oh, and, and the and the and the handoff to Jeanette, and she's <laughs> going to run the ball down the field. Okay. Here we go. So here
3: we go. So much harder rural versus cities. Like we're yeah. definitely seeing that, especially when it comes to the frontline workers, right? Like it's that, that's there's that labor shortage there. They can you know hop around. So that's definitely what we're seeing with. In, in the market right now. It is. that But,
1: but I heard statistics yesterday us. that there are 9 million jobs open, only 4.5 million people looking for them. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics said by 2030 there's going to be 11 more jobs stacked on top of that. So I got to believe that there are jobs to be had, in you know, especially in the in the remote aspect of what a lot of folks are doing, forty percent of all the jobs right now are remote, according to one yeah. of those people upstairs. It's insane. I
2: agree, I agree with everything you're saying. I just, I, I've been struggling to understand where the Bureau of Labor Statistics is getting all this data. <laughs> Amen I, I think they're using ChatGPT.
0: So, <laughs> full circle. All right, all right we have we bingo. 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 We have a bingo. We have a bingo, courtesy of Jonathan. All right, so, uh, Jonathan. It's, it's interesting that you that you bring that up. Is that that we did have a labor report that talked about there being three hundred thirty five thousand new jobs that were three hundred thirty five thousand new jobs that were created in the month of September, quote unquote the September surge, but of those three hundred thirty five thousand, only twenty one thousand of them were white collar jobs, right? So I think that speaks to this hallucination that is happening in the marketplace. Um, is that there are far more white collar uh, individuals that are looking for roles, and there are far an, an outpacing amount of frontline line in uh, in retail and in uh, hospitality that are outpacing that. Um, is are you all seeing anything similar to the official? I put official in air quotes. I know this is an audio podcast, so people can't see I'm going me for making blackouts. By the way, blackout, blackout included. Blackout included. Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> are are you guys seeing anything similar to that or is everything all cylinders pumping at once what's going on there with the with the labor markets
3: i mean from that standpoint on that that high volume hourly space like there is a shortage right there still is there is not enough candidates for those jobs and it's a struggle and it's the flip side we're starting i mean definitely makes sense in september and we probably all have friends who started to get jobs maybe if they were out of work if they were professional knowledge workers right so that definitely makes sense just that standpoint.
0: Do you hear people are clapping for you? Maybe. They're giving sure you that. I'm
3: pretty sure. They agree with what I'm saying. Yeah. So that that re, that resonates for, for sure. And so, you know, hopefully that market will keep on going for the knowledge workers for the next few months and keep getting stronger. But early indications, mm, I don't know. I don't see but that either. But there's still this shortage of, of these other types of roles. And so I live in Nashville, but I also have
0: a Vegas. lamping oh.
3: company
1: in Smithville, which is this little crazy rural. So I get like both Wait, sides. Wait, you do lamping? Seriously? I do. I, yes. I just yeah, won I'm, an award. I'm, I'm, it's really. fantastic at the, do you know there's a conference like this for glamping? Okay, so we should be doing a podcast yeah, next year at the American Glamping Association conference. What so do they have there? 140 different cool tents and that's stage awesome. coaches. Oh my and, God, and, we got to go and, to that! Yes, yeah, yeah, so so that's it's amazing. in Colorado every so,
0: September. So my wife, again, bringing her up, is that she's very concerned about me being doing a 29029. 29. And if you're in glamping, I think that you know what that is. Is that it is a race up and down a mountain? 18 times to simulate the ascent of Mount Everest. And you stay in a glamping environment... For the for the duration of the for the sounds duration good. of the trip, yeah, it's three that, days. It sounds fun. Yeah. It's actually, amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I, know if I'm
1: really ready to do 29 I mean, and 29.
3: You, you would have to seriously train for. I that. was gonna I mean, say I'd,
1: we'd have to start training there. Yeah, right I think Matt, we have some Matt, training. I'm, I'm good. Yes. I'm
0: good with that, Matt. Yeah, like, I'm totally. Good how many with steps that. did you guys get in here today? <laughs>
1: I'm at 32,000 today. It's been a really Large amount of travel day, so to speak. Okay, all right. Everybody looked at their I Apple Watch for.
3: I know. I, I know. I, I'm not even at 9,000, which is sort of embarrassing. That's not enough. I have to do some more There's
1: 9,000 sips between your room and the conference center here at Mandalay Bay, I
3: swear. I know. And I'm staying at the Luxor, so that's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And West I Tower, mean, Central. The West East.
3: Tower. Which yeah, is West so Tower in the house. <laughs> so,
0: I know. The only thing that's close to it is that Starbucks, and that line just wraps around.
3: <laughs> Depends what time you get there, because I got I there. There, early. It was, yeah, I was late, so it was fine. There was no line. Are you
0: East Coast or West Coast guys? What are we? East Coast. East Coast. Yeah. yeah East Coast and Nashville. Nashville. All
1: right. So to go full
3: circle to Las Vegas,
1: because we all got on this cool glamping, Las Vegas in Nashville. We've had 100 families a day moving there for the last like four years. It's insane. God bless you. Don't drive anywhere. It's impossible. Don't so drive. They're opening like 30,000 hotel rooms over the next the like between a year ago and the. Two it's years the number now.
0: one destination for bachelorette it, parties. Don't ask me how I insane. know that. My wife didn't tell me. <laughs>
1: And yet there are help-wanted signs everywhere. Nobody can keep them. All of those people moving, a huge migration. And then you go out to Smithville, there are restaurants closed saying, we will open when we can find somebody to help serve you. And so across a state that is having a massive influx of people, whether it's rural or it's city, no matter what,
0: everyone's looking for,
1: even that's very frontline, very hourly, very, hey, I play music during the day and then I want to be a bartender at night kind of an environment, and it's still impossible okay, to Okay,
0: so time. so let's go back to that, is that, you know, there are a lot of economic things that are, t- economic headwinds that are taking place. Yeah. Uh, student loan repayments resumed just the other day. Jeanette is looking at me and shaking her head, and it's like, oh, <laughs> sh- darn it. Um, so that is that is one economic headwind. The interest rate continues to go up. Uh, inflation is the, is the child we're trying to tame. How does all this, how does all this... <laughs> Dog we're trying to train. Dog we're trying yes, to train. There it is. Yes. Child so there we're we trying go. to tame. Better. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so so I'm just really curious, is that what do you see as talent trends for recruiters in 2024 with all these economic headwinds that are coming down the pipe? Jonathan, you got anything? Matt, Jeanette? Jeanette is quiet. We have we have silenced I, I know, Jeanette. I, I know,
3: Jeanette. I know, I'm Amazing. like, I, I don't know. I don't know, I'm literally sitting here like, I, it's
1: I think a it goes back to what Jeanette said earlier. It's all about skills. I have I've been in a light for a year and a half. I've already had six different jobs. Now, it wasn't because I was bad or good at any particular job. It's because They really, I had the really skills. like you. I, I had keep, the skills to it. solve problems. <laughs> and I think... Ultimately, if you have the skills to add value and solve problems, they will find places to have you solve problems. And to me, that's if you're a recruiter, you're not trying to find somebody that had 25 years of this. You're trying to find people that have the skills to solve the problems and add value to the companies
0: that
2: you're recruiting for. Yeah, I would put $100 on skills as well.
0: Okay, uh, so we new go. bingo card. <laughs> are, are, we, are we going bingo or since we're in Vegas, are we going roulette? And, I think we got go yeah, go to roulette. go roulette.
3: Go big or go home, so let's do it. I,
0: I think that's. I think taking a turn. I know, I was about to say, <laughs> wow. I think that's the moniker for Texas, <laughs> yeah. not Vegas. Go big or go home I mean, in Vegas. Not? Yeah, I like that. All right, so uh, you know, oh, here comes a cart with champagne, I think, yes. or wine bottles. Can we have
1: them stop here? Yeah. Can we stop?
0: Bingo over. Are you... Podcast over. Hey, everybody. Do you want to you want to drop that one over here? No, okay. Um, so, look, this has been a truly a great adventure. I'm glad that Olio could bring all of us together Amen. to have a great conversation today. Are there any final thoughts that you want to leave the audience with, either maybe about 2024 or the bingo cards or generative AI? Anything you want to add to the conversation that we didn't already talk about? Leather jackets should become part of standard attire for
2: corporate America. That's yes. the only thing. That's the only thing I can think of. I think blockchain makes a comeback in 25.
1: Ooh. Oh.
0: Somebody's Mike betting dropped. on the ledger. Yeah. Okay, 2025. I like that. I like that. Jeanette, what you got?
3: I, I, I You know, I... I I can't follow that. I mean, that—that's that, it. What, what what J.K. said. I'm gonna add one more. Jeanette that, that, that's forcing
1: herself onto this podcast by I ripping did. people out of chairs. <laughs> the best
3: thing that happened. Best thing I, that I, can I, happen on this absolutely.
0: podcast. Excellent. Yes.
3: Diversity is key. It can't be four white men on a podcast at once. We had two guys so with a minute, beards a minute, versus a non-beards. I,
0: I want to come back to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Diversity. Like we're we're making it we're making light of it. But diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. Huge. When do we make belonging important to organizations? Because I hear DEI DEI all the time. But like belonging, I think, is what keeps people engaged with the mission of the organization. 100%. It
3: it has to be. Belonging and
0: culture, those two.
3: That's what keeps people there. And you said, when do we? Like, that has to happen now, if not yesterday. Correct. Best time to plant a tree
0: was yesterday. Got that. Yeah. All right. So I'm with Matt. I'm with Jeanette. I'm with JK. JK, that's what you're being called now. JK. with Jonathan from AMS, from Matt from Alight, Jeanette from AMS. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Olio's recruiting school, I mean, sourcing school podcast. (laughs) Bye, everybody. You all have a great HR tech.